Well, good morning, New Community Church. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? How many of you guys just had flashbacks to the Twilight Zone? Okay, maybe a few of you. Well, um, it is so good to see you here this morning. And once again, just want to welcome you. If this is your first time here at New Community Church, or if you're watching this later this week online and you're tuning in for the first time, we want to let you know we are excited that you're here. We're a church that's passionate about making people and places new. And that's our prayer this morning, is that you would experience something new from God, that he would do something in your life to encourage you, to challenge you, to grow you um, right where you are at. And so that's our desire for you this morning. And we are kicking off this brand new series, um, just as you saw us talk about alternate reality. And what we want to talk about is as we come to faith in Christ, and as we approach scripture and we open up the Bible and as we read that, we realize that God calls us into a different lifestyle. God calls us to have a different perspective. That for so many of us, um, as we step into this faith journey, God challenges us to live a different way than we've lived before, to have a different perspective, to have a different outlook on life. And many times it feels like an alternate reality. It's different from the way that everyone else around us around us lives. And so we want to look at that. What are the different ways that God has called us to live? How does our perspective change as we start to follow Christ and as we give our lives over to him? And so as Pastor Aaron Castellanos mentioned, we're going to talk about living for today. And so if you're taking notes, you can write that down. Living for today. What does that look like? How is that an alternate reality from the way that so many people live and maybe the way that we're tempted to live many times, and God has called us to live for today. That's our desire. You know, I know in a room this size, and a little insight into how I prepare my messages, um, whenever I'm starting to write these and I'm praying over these, I think about many of you guys, and I think about what this is like um, in your week, and this message that we're talking about, what this, how this impacts you and why you need to know this and how you can take it and how you can apply it. And so I think about some of you guys right by name and I think, okay, how, what does this mean to them? How did they take this into their workplace? And as I was thinking about this one, I thought, you know, there could be the potential that sometimes you sit into this room, you sit in this room, um, you laugh at some of my jokes, but also your mind is racing about what else you have going on. Because I look across this room, and you guys, we all live very busy lives. So students, maybe you're here, and you're hearing the word of God, but you're also hearing the words of your teacher in the final exam or a test that you have coming up. Maybe you're here hearing um, what I'm saying, but you're also thinking about projects this week. Some of you, I know you're sitting here, and your mind is on 325 today. Will the Cowboys beat the Packers, okay? That's what you're focusing on. And, and I just need to bring you back into this moment this morning. And so I want you to do this with me. We're going to actually um, just practice this, okay? We're going to talk about being present in the moment and the gift that God has given us today. And so I want you to do this. We're going to start just by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And then one more time, do that. Deep breath in and deep breath out. And then I want you to just say this to God. Jesus, thank you for the gift of today. And then I want you to turn to the person next to you or the person behind you and say, it's great to be able to do this with you today. In moments like that, where we pause, where we take a deep breath, where we do things like that, 
it helps to kind of fade away some of those distractions, some of the busyness of what we have going on, to be thankful of the people in this room. I mean, that's just an amazing thought. We get to grow in our faith. We get to worship God with some other amazing people. And so we're thankful for this moment that God has given us. This week, I was listening to a podcast. Um, it's by an author named Laura Vanderkam, and um, she's written some great books on time management. Her podcast is called Before Breakfast, and she talks every day. She gives a little short snippet, and she says, how do we make the most of our time, or how do we make the most of our day? And on one specific day this week, she read a conversation between two friends. It wasn't her conversation. It was one that um, had been sent to her, but it was between two friends one of these friends had just discovered that they had cancer. And it was a very aggressive type of cancer. And the diagnosis was that she only had four months to live. Only four months left of her life. Her friend was astounded and kind of grieving in this moment and didn't really know how to respond. And so her only response was, well, what can we do over the next four months? What's on your kind of big dream list? What's on your bucket list? Like, what do you want to accomplish? What are regrets that you have that over the next four months, I can help you to like overcome some of those. And her friend, the one that had been diagnosed with cancer, just looks at her and says, I really don't have a lot of regrets. Like, I don't have a big list that I'm trying to accomplish. Really, if I thought about the next four months, I'd want to continue to live like I'm living and enjoy each day and realize that's a, that it's a gift that's how I want to spend the next four months of my life. Now, that conversation could go a lot of different ways, but I thought that's a powerful statement to living in the moment and what that looks like, enjoying the gift of today so we don't end up at some point in our future, at some point when we're looking at the end of our life and saying, I wish I could have or I wish I would have, but what are we doing with the time that God has given us today? And so I want us to look at that, about this idea of living for today. And so if you have your Bibles, open them this morning to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to start reading at verse 25, and Jesus begins to talk about this idea. How do we see the gift that God has given us today, and how do we make sure that we don't fall into this reality that other people live in? And so Matthew chapter 6, if you didn't bring a Bible, there's a Bible in front of you, and it's on page 474 of that blue Bible, you can take that out. And I want to encourage you to do that or to take out your smartphone and just Google Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, you'll get there. And in case you're unfamiliar with this part of the book of Matthew or what's going on in the book of Matthew, um, this is a, one of the longest sermons that we have that's recorded of Jesus. So he was in a moment like this. There was a crowd of people. I believe they were on the side of a mountain. This is called the Sermon on the Mount. So it was kind of on a hilltop or on a hillside that he delivers this. And he goes through a lot of different things. He actually talks about a lot of different alternate realities. You've heard it said like this, but let me tell you what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God. You've heard to curse your enemies, but I'm actually telling you to bless them. You've heard that this is how you're supposed to pray, but let me teach you how you should pray. You've heard that it's blessed whenever you prosper, whenever you're successful, whenever you step on people to get ahead. But I'm telling you, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who are persecuted. He begins to talk about this different way of living. And we come to this part, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. This is kind of in the middle of the sermon that Jesus is giving. This is what it says. Therefore, I tell you, this is Jesus talking, don't be anxious about your life. So if you have your Bibles or one of those blue Bibles, underline that. 
So someone else will read it later. You can read it later. Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap. They don't gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? In which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. So don't be anxious. Don't say, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. And you can underline that statement too. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. I want you to think about what Jesus is talking about here. There's so much to unpack, but I want to focus in on this idea of that today is a gift from God. And we're called not to live for tomorrow. And that's the mindset that Jesus is attacking. Hey, there's so many of us that we're trying to live for tomorrow. Jesus knew that the audience he was talking about, they were trying to live for tomorrow. Their life was full of cares and worries. And Jesus is saying, hey, that's not the way that I've called you to live. Now, the people Jesus is talking to, they're exactly like us. What does he say they're worried about? Their clothes, right? What they're going to wear. How many of you, you've heard your spouse say, go to the closet. There's 20 shirts there. I have nothing to wear. Can we please go shopping, right? That's exactly the same thing that they're facing 2,000 years ago. I don't have enough robes to wear. Let's go to the market and get some more, okay? So we do that, right? We have those concerns. And so Jesus is talking about those things that worry us. But as he's talking about these worries that we have, he said we can get into a mindset with worry where we just begin to live for tomorrow. We become anxious. We allow tomorrow's concerns and tomorrow's worries to begin to control our life and take over. And Jesus was saying, Hey, don't live like that. Now, these people that Jesus is talking to, they're just like you. They had projects due at work that week. Students, there were tests that these kids that are listening to Jesus, they had to take quizzes and there was things that they were going to be tested on. There were all of this. There were meals to buy, groceries to purchase. There were all of these things, a house to clean, clothes to clean. They're living just like us. And so these words that Jesus spoke 2,000 years ago, they're exactly the same for us. Don't keep on trying to live just in tomorrow. Don't become so worried and anxious and controlled by the things of the future that you miss out on what God has called us to today. And so don't live for tomorrow. Understand the gift that today is and how many of us we struggle with this mindset. We get caught into this pattern of thinking that, that, man, I've just got to get to this point. If I can just make it here, it's just this season of life. There's just busyness right now. And it's this pattern of thinking inside of us that begins to destroy and distract us from the gift that God has given us today. And he's saying, hey, I'm calling you to an alternate reality. Don't live like everyone else does around you. And man, I realize this, that I do this in my own life. Maybe some of you guys 
are like this. Just a few weeks ago, I was speaking at a friend's church, and I'm driving back from Houston. Sarah's flying in from um, Louisiana at a conference that she was at, and Angela calls and said, hey, the silver minivan just broke. And I was driving it home from church today, and I barely got it to the house, and it's like sputtering, and, and it's not running. And so I was like, okay, you need to go pick up your mom from the airport. So just hop in the white minivan with the kids. And she went to start it, and what happened? It didn't start, right? And I'm freaking out, like we're a big family, and we have a small Toyota Corolla now to get us everywhere that we need to go. And, and so I start to panic, and maybe you do this. And, and so I start to look at numbers. Okay, I can move this around. Okay, we can do this. We'll pull this from savings. Okay, we can make this work. And, and I start to think, okay, just when this check comes in or when this happens, and I can begin to live for some kind of future moment. And when we hit financial stresses, Sometimes we do that, like, okay, I'll just get to this point, or if this can just happen, or, or maybe if I can get a raise, or if I can get something like that, then I'll be okay. But you guys, the worry that I have today, I'm carrying that into tomorrow. It doesn't change. Some future point does not automatically, magically change your mindset. Whatever your mindset is today, that's what you're carrying. And he's saying, don't be anxious. See today as a gift. It doesn't magically change at some future point. We do that at, with work, with some project that we have. And we think, well, we're just so busy right now. It's just kind of this season. It's just this moment. It's just this week. And if I can make it to the weekend or if I can make it just past this month, then everything will be, then I'll have peace. Then I'll have joy. That's where happiness will be after this project's done at work. And that's not the way that it is. It doesn't magically exist somewhere out there in the future. And you don't just kind of magically arrive at that point. Jesus is saying, do you see the gift that today is? And I'm not calling you to live for some point in the future. I'm not calling you to just try to survive till you get to some point out here. I'm giving you the gift of today. So don't let your mind be so worried and so anxious that you're so full of what's going to happen that you lose the joy and the peace that I've given you in this moment. And how many of us are living like that? And we're thinking, if I get to this point, if I can arrive here, then everything will be okay. And while we're living all of those days waiting for that future moment, we're missing what God has given us right now. The people around us, the time that we have, what God has done and what God is doing inside of our lives, the things that God wants to speak to us today. But we're so busy that many times we ignore them we miss them because our mind is focused on two weeks from now, one month from now, one year from now, whenever my kids get to this age, and we miss the gift of today. And so Jesus is telling us, don't just live for tomorrow. Don't just live out there somewhere in the future. But not only do many of us struggle with living for tomorrow, some of us are just living in the past. This is a struggle that we have. We live for the past, so don't live for the past. We can spend our time just focused in on what happened and if something went different. And that's not how God has called us to live either. I, I was thinking um, to a kid's movie. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen the animated Pixar movie Cars. But I thought of that one where, where Lightning McQueen, the very first one that they made, um, meets his best friend Mater. And he's impressed because Mater can drive backwards. And Lightning McQueen can't do that. And Mater says this famous line, don't need to know where I'm going, just need to know where I've been. And it's a great line in the movie and it makes you laugh, but that is a horrible way to live, you guys. 
Like, I'm like, what are we teaching our kids in that moment? But, but like, if you were to take that into life out of the context of that movie, like, that's a very dangerous way to live, that we're just living looking at the past. And yet that's how so many of us live our lives, that we're focused in on what happened. And how do we do that? Well, for some of us, it's rehearsing conversations. Some of us do this, don't we? It's a conversation with our boss with our spouse, with the family members, with our kids, with our parents. And we just start to think over it over and over again. What if I would have said this? And when they said that, why didn't I respond with this? Oh man, I could have really got them with that line. I wish I could, right? And we replay it over and over and over again in our mind. And we rehearse that conversation when we're never really gonna have it. We're never gonna go back and have that conversation. And yet it's taking away from the present, isn't it? Because we're trying to live in the past. We do that with moments. We relive moments. What if 10 years ago I would have made this decision? What if this would have happened? What if the boss would have given me that promotion? What if I would have bought this house? Or what if I wouldn't have bought that car? How would this look different? And we go back and we relive moments. I do this when I break things in our house. Like, why didn't I just take a little bit more time? Oh, I wish I could go back. But I can't. I can't go back to that moment. You can't go back to that moment. There's nothing that you can do to change that. And yet so many of us are caught up in that moment and we can't let go of it. And it continues to haunt us and we continue to try to replay it in our mind and it's got a grip on our lives. I was recently with a group of friends and um, that we went to college together and we were hanging out um, together and one of them just shared this story and I thought this is such a powerful picture of this kind of reality when we're living in the past. And he said he was at a conference where there was a husband and wife up on the stage and they were talking about growing leaders, growing your business, growing your organization, how to do things well. And halfway through, uh, my friend noticed, I know that lady that's up on stage. We went to college together. And he thought, that's so crazy. And and, um, she was really successful as far as from the outside and things were going well. She had a large organization that she was helping to lead. And so he thought, after the conference, I'm gonna go up and say hi to her. And to his surprise, she immediately walks off the stage after they're done talking and she comes right up to him. And she says, you're so-and-so. And he's like, yeah, you remember me? How are things going? And she said, 20 years ago, when we were in college, I asked for a leadership position and you didn't give it to me. And then she went on the audacity to say, well, how big is the business, the organization that you lead? And he said, and she said, well, I'm a lot more successful. I guess I showed you, didn't I? And I'm like, that seriously happened? And he's like, yes, this is the conversation we had. And so he said, I apologize. I I felt so bad. I'm sorry if I offended you. Like I was a lot younger. You know, I've grown a lot as a leader and I'm so sorry if that's, and she said, well, I guess I just showed you, and then she walked away. And I just thought, the sad thing is, for the past 20 years, she's been carrying that. You guys, the sad thing is, is she may have looked like she was successful, but she was hurting so deep on the inside, and she couldn't let go. And once again, some of us live like that, and we kind of gasp when we hear that story about someone else's life but it's more difficult when we turn the mirror on ourselves and realize, oh yeah, I do that sometimes. I hold on to some of those past experiences and really they're only hurting me. They're not hurting other people. 
They're hurting me whenever I choose to live in the past. And God says, I have an alternate reality for you. I'm calling you to something different. In this past week, I was sitting down with my counselor and we were talking about this. And I just realized in my life, I do this. I do two things over and over again. And this is how I described it. I said, I pastor people in the past and I preach in the past. And it was in this moment of conversation, I thought, why am I doing this? But I do it a lot where, where I sit down in moments and I'm working on things and all of a sudden I'll remember a conversation I had with someone maybe two years ago. What if I would have said this? What if I would have made this decision leading the church? What if, what if I could have done this? What if this would have gone through quicker? What if this would have happened? And, and I think, oh, it all could be different. And you guys, what I realize is I'm wasting energy and emotion on something that I can never change. Just a few weeks ago, I was driving home with Gabriel after one of the services here, and he's like, Dad, you're really quiet. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm still preaching through the message. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, sometimes, like, like even after I leave, I think, did I say that in both services? Did I just say that in first? And I'll start going through the message again, like, okay, hey, did I, oh, man, I should have said that there. I could have done that. That probably would have been better. I would have gotten more laughs if I would have told that. You know, like all of that. And he's like, Dad, the message is done, man. And I'm like, yep, you're right, Gabriel. It's done. Why am I still doing this? But we do this, you guys. Like, just honestly, we struggle with this at times where whatever it looks like in your life, we begin to live in past moments. And once again, I want you to hear this. We're wasting energy. We're wasting emotions on things that we cannot change. And we're missing the gift of the present. I miss out in those moments on just being with my kids, having a conversation with them, talking about what they're thinking about because I'm so caught up in the past and how many of us do this. And so God calls us to an alternate reality. And he says, I have something different for you. I want something different in your life. So let's look at this. God calls us to live for the reality of today. Not to look at tomorrow, not to wait for some moment out there in the future, not to look at some moment in the past, to live for the reality of today. And if you still have your Bibles open, turn to James chapter four, verse 13. And James kind of talks about um, living in this future moment, realizing the gift of today. This is what he says. James chapter four, verse 13 says this. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we'll go into such and such a town and we'll spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you don't know what tomorrow will bring. So tell me this, what is your life? For you are simply a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance and all such boasting is evil. Now, what's at the heart of what James is saying? He's, he's saying, hey, we're not in control of our lives. I remember this passage so well. This is one of the first verses that I ever memorized. I don't know why as a six-year-old, my dad thought, to teach me this verse, but he did. And so that verse like, hey, our life is a mist and it appears for a little bit of time and then it vanishes away. And that thought of, hey, we're not promised tomorrow and we're not promised next week. And James is saying, hey, it's arrogant to think that you control your life in that way that you can um, plan and boast about all of these things when really what you've been given is the gift of today. You do have this moment that God has given you. You do have this second that God has presented you with. And what are you doing with the gift of today instead of just being focused out there? Now, I want you to hear this, okay? So I want to be very clear with what we're talking about. James is not saying don't plan or don't save for the future, okay? 
There's wisdom, the Bible tells us, in being good stewards of our finances, okay? So I'm not telling you just go empty your bank account and spend it on whatever you want because you don't know about tomorrow. That's not what he's saying, okay? I'm also not telling you don't ever think about the past where we don't learn from our mistakes or we don't grow from that. What we're talking about is those things don't control us. And that's what James is talking about. Hey, let's not be arrogant thinking we're in control of our life, but we know God is in control. And so we realize the gift of today. So what he's talking about is, hey, are you realizing that Jesus is control and that he has given you a gift in this moment? One of Sarah's spiritual mentors, I love this quote, and she says it often, and she says that many of us view time as an enemy when it's really a gift from God. And we feel like we're fighting against it. I've got so much to do and I've got to make this happen. This has to take place. And and I've always got more on my list and I've got time to do it. Instead of realizing, God, these 24 hours right now, they're a gift from you. And there'll always be more stuff on the list. And there'll always be more things that you can do. But what are you doing with the gift that he has given you today? And what are you doing with this moment? And how are you and I choosing to live differently from so many people around us and realizing, God, this is a present and it's not an enemy. It's not something to fight against. It's something to open and receive from you and realize, God, that you've given us this present moment. You've given us today. One of my favorite movies, I was just watching it again the other night, and it's a little bit of a comical story the guy in it, um, his life is being written about by another author and everything she writes begins to happen to him. Until one day she says his imminent death was about to happen and he freaks out because he realizes, wait, I'm about to die. All of these other things have happened and I'm about to die. And he goes to this professor to get advice and he realizes that he can't really change it. It's out of his control. And the professor says, well, then just live with the time that you've been given. You could do something that you've been wanting to do, or you could do something that you've been putting off, or you could just go enjoy delicious pancakes. And he's like, who in the right mind is going to choose delicious pancakes over living a longer life? And the professor kind of in a comedic way says, I think that depends on the kind of life that's being lived and the quality of the pancakes. And the the main character says, but this is my life. And the professor says, yes, it is. So go make it the best one you can. Go live it in the best way that you can. And you guys, we have that challenge. We're not promised the future. We don't know at what point our life will come to an end and our story will be done. But we are given the gift of this moment. And we're not called to live at some point out there in the future. We're not called to be so controlled by the past that we can't see where we're at right now. We're called to do the most with what God has given us right here in front of us. And so I wanna give you kind of two practical ways to apply this just very quickly. And then I wanna pray over us. And so if you're writing these down, this idea of live in the reality of today, here are two things that I wanna encourage you to do this week. The first is simply this, pause more, breathe in and out. Pause more, breathe in and out. It could be throughout your day. It could be to start your day. But just that ability before you rush into whatever is next, just do what we did at the start of this message. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out, okay? There's nothing magical or mystical about that, but it does help us when we pause 
when we breathe in and when we breathe out to realize, God, this is a moment. And it may be saying, Jesus, thank you for this moment. Thank you for what you've given me today, God. Help me to see the gift that today is. It may be getting up a little bit early, coffee, OJ, tea, whatever you like, and going out on the back patio and watching the sunrise. If you're able to do that with your work schedule, it may be in the evening, shutting off the TV one night, going outside, having a conversation, and just saying, God, I realize today is a gift. I'm going to pause more, and I'm going to honor, God, this gift that you've given me today. I'm going to live in this alternate reality that you've called me to. The second kind of practical thing that I want to give you is to this, that you would capture mindsets before they capture you. Here's what I mean by that. I I talked about rehearsing conversations, reliving moments in the past, thought patterns that can get you going of, well, if I can just get to this point or if I get there, then everything will be better. No, you need to capture those. And I would recommend saying things out loud. Like, God, today is a gift from you. And so, God, I honor today and I live in today. It could be, I have to say this sometimes, God, I can't change that conversation. And I can't go back a few years and do something differently. But God, I do have today, what am I gonna do in this moment to love better, to lead better, to be the person you've called me to be, God, because I do have the gift of today. And that may seem weird, but I find when we say things out loud, they do sometimes become more of a reality for us. And we need to capture mindsets that want to control you, that want to sap your emotional energy And they want to drain you emotionally, and we need to take control of them before they take control of us. And so you may have moments this week where you walk out of your boss's office and your mind starts to go, and you just say, no, I don't need to rehearse that, God. Let me just enjoy the gift that you've given me. God, help me to look ahead of what you've called me to do, God, to do the most with the rest of my day, to honor you, to glorify you in that. You guys, today is a gift. And we're not promised anything outside of this. And so the challenge from Scripture, the alternate reality is that we would honor God with today and we would live in a way that shows him, God, we realize that you're in control of our life. And God, we recognize the gift that you've given us. So church, I wanna pray for us this morning. And I'm gonna lead out praying, but I want you right where you're at to have an honest conversation with God. There may be some of these things that you struggle with or maybe something that I didn't touch on, but God's spirit was kind of showing you and revealing it to you while I was talking this morning. And so you don't have to say any special words, but right where you're at, I want you to just have a conversation with God and say, God, help me to live in these moments. Help me to live for today. God, help me to recognize what you've given me, this gift. Let's pray together this morning. God, we come before you. And I thank you that your word is very practical. And God, you call us to change our point of view and to change our perspective as we come and as we follow you. And Lord, I pray for us as a church. I realize in my life and in so many others, it's easy to live for the future. God, it's easy to live for the past, but that's not who we want to be as a church. God, I know for many of us, Lord, we we may think it's somewhere out there, happiness or joy or peace, it's somewhere out there in the future. But Lord, we recognize today is a gift. And so I pray every day this week with the relationships that you've given us, God, with the gifts to minister to others and to love and serve others, God, 
This is the gift of today. Help us use that to the best of our ability, God. Help us to honor you in that, God. Help us to live in such a way that there aren't regrets, God. And that with our lives, Lord, we would glorify you, God, and we would see things from a kingdom of heaven perspective. I pray this in your name. Amen.